Do you spend hours in your head thinking about something that happened, could have happened, or might happen? Do you ask others what to do so you don't make a mistake? Welcome to the Playing It Safe podcast. I am Dr. Z, your host. I am a clinical psychologist, an author, and a person that is super passionate about sharing with you science-based skills to overcome any type of fear-based struggles. Who doesn't experience fear? Who doesn't play it safe? In this show, we will discuss how fear-based reactions happen in day-to-day life, how playing it safe behaviors look like, sound like, and feel like, how you can put into action solid tips from behavioral science to get unstuck from worries, fears, obsessions, and anxieties, and how you can start doing what works, what matters, and what you care about. Behavioral science doesn't have to be boring. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hello, everybody, and happy Wednesday. This is Dr. Z, and I am back with another episode of the Playing It Safe podcast. Before I go into the episode, I want to share with all of you that little by little in 2021, I have been catching up with all the projects from 2020. 2020 was a very challenging year, and it affected all of us at a global level. At a personal level, one of the ways in which the global pandemic affected my life was by creating this delay on every single thing I was working on. And I have talked about it in other episodes. That's how I decided to launch the podcast in 2020 instead of 2021. But the reality is that the last nine, ten months, I have been catching up with every single project from the year before. Believe it or not, for the first time in my life, I was behind like six, eight, nine months in different projects. And trust me, that was very stressful. If you have collaborated with me in one way or another way, you know that I am not perfect and I may get behind, but I won't ever get behind six, eight or nine months. That's very unusual. And yet, I didn't have a choice. I literally didn't have a choice than acknowledging my limitations and doing the best I could with the resources I had. So 2021, I didn't add any other new project on my calendar. And I really focused on completing the projects from 2020. Not easy because I had to say no to so many things. And today I can tell you that I am almost done catching up with 2020. (laughs) On that note, one of the projects that got behind because of the global pandemic was a book I was working on. This book is called Acceptance and Commitment Skills for Perfectionists and High Achieving Behaviors. Do things your way, be yourself and live a purposeful life. Oh my goodness, my heart is beating fast right now because this is the first time I'm announcing this book and I have to say that it's a very humbling experience to do so. To start, I want to tell you right away that this is not a book in which you will read the usual cliches about high achieving and perfectionistic actions. Like perfectionist is the evil, you should stop trying to do things perfect, ditch your perfectionist. 
this is a book in which I do my best to show you how you can nurture, cultivate, and enrich your drive for high achievement without the sleepless nights, many hours of regret, years of blaming or criticizing yourself, or dwelling relentlessly on worries, fears, or anxieties. This book is basically about harnessing the power of perfectionists and high-achieving actions. I believe that to create and live the life we want to live, we need to learn to accept ourselves as we really are, rather than as we wish to be. And if you are prone to being a high achiever and a perfectionist, this book is an invitation for you to accept yourself as you are. So here's the deal. Wanting to give your best, wanting to make the best decision, striving to have all the information you need to have when something matters to you, postponing things, checking and rechecking what you're doing are behaviors that make sense because you care deeply about stuff, because you care deeply about what's important to you and you care deeply about people in your life. You care deeply about your values. Those behaviors are not the problem. The problem is when those behaviors go unchecked, take a life on their own, and become more debilitating than fulfilling. So in the book, Acceptance and Commitment Skills for Perfectionism and High Achieving Behaviors, I do my best to share with you skills to help you to harness the power of perfectionism, learn to accept yourself, learn to accept your fears, learn to accept the fear of being a failure, learn to accept the fear of making mistakes, and hopefully you develop a new relationship with all those fears, a new relationship in which you can be yourself, do things your way, and live with purpose. So, if you want to take a look at the book, you can go to the website www.thisisdrz.com backslash act for perfectionism and high achieving behaviors. Again, the website is www.thisisdrz.com backslash act for perfectionism and high achieving behaviors. And now, based on this book, I am sharing with you an episode on the fears of being a failure. I hope this episode is helpful. And as usual, I welcome your emails, your messages, and any questions or curiosity you have for me. Thank you so much. I wish you a great week. And let's move on to the episode on the fears of being a failure. Have a good one. See you next week. To start, let me ask you a question. Who likes to fail? Who wants to fail? Turns out that as society evolved, our skills to protect ourselves from failing also grew, and they grew in very sophisticated ways. We're often afraid of missing out, being a failure, not being enough, not doing enough, being stupid, and on and on and on. The list of things we could be afraid of is limitless because our human experience is limitless too. And on top of that, 
It's possible that you have been encouraged to do your best all the time, to give your best with anything you do and to dig deeper and work harder when something is important to you. For high achievers, the fear of failing could easily evolve into a specific phobia, atikiphobia. It's a spell A-T-Y-C-H-I-P-H-O-B-I-A, atikiphobia, which keeps us stuck, makes us doubt, postpone, and avoid a triggering situation. Even though the social messages about failure have softened up a bit, And these days, you will hear more messages that failure doesn't define you. But your mind is not immune to all messages you receive about failure. We cannot understand our behaviors without our history, our learning experiences, our context. So it's quite possible that even though you don't realize, you are still holding on to all those thoughts about being a failure. Let's zoom in into what failure means to you. Here are some questions for you to reflect on. When you think of failure, what comes to your mind? What are all the things you do to avoid failing? And how do those actions work in your life? The reality is that I think that avoiding failure is a win-lose behavior. Think of Rebecca for a moment. Rebecca is a senior data analyst who has worked for large companies throughout her career. As her career progressed, her fears about being seen as a loser or as a stupid by her friends and her colleagues also progress. So she makes great efforts to sound smart, eloquent and well-read when talking to them or presenting information. So they have a good impression of her abilities and competence. To manage her fears of being seen as a loser, Rebecca has a routine. Each night, she thinks about all the things she has to do next day. During the day, she often consults with others, both inside and outside her company, to make sure that she's making the right decisions. She searches for the technological tools so she's always on top of the latest developments. And she drinks a scotch before meetings so she sounds more eloquent. As soon as Rebecca takes these actions, she feels prepared, secure in her decision, comfortable knowing she looks at all possible options and much more relaxed around others. So Rebecca's strategies to avoid the possibility of failing come in two categories. Public behaviors, like asking others for confirmation and searching for the best tools, and thinking strategies, thinking over and over about steps she needs to take, along with considering what-if scenarios. We all do these things. But when you rinse and repeat these actions every time you are afraid of being a failure or failing, you are strengthening the habit of doing more and more to feel good temporarily. So in Rebecca's case, she benefits from the quick and immediate benefits of each one of those thinking strategies and behaviors. 
But she also ended up feeling cranky because she's not sleeping well. She has a sleeping problem. She gets very stressed about the possibility of missing deadlines or postponing meetings because she isn't 100% ready. The mental exhaustion of calling customer service and reading dozens of reviews while searching for the right tools and the guilt of not making time for her family, exercising regularly or socializing are big struggles for Rebecca. So avoiding failure is a win-lose behavior for real. Each time the fear of failing arises and you get some momentary relief from it by using all those public and private behaviors, the connection between the fear of failing and doing more and more to feel better gets stronger. And of course, as time goes on, your mind will push you to do the same all the time, no matter what the situation is or how much those actions are costing you in your life. I know it's hard to step back and unpack all your fears about being a failure. Some of the ways you handle your fears may work, others may not. Some may be sustainable, others may not be. Imagine for a moment, how will it be if, when dealing with a fear of being a failure, you stop doing all those things that are not sustainable for you in the long run, and instead, use all the time, mental energy, and emotional capacity to do the things that you enjoy, to do the things that you need to do, and the things that you care about. Quite different, right? So, as we finish this episode, I want to invite you to keep an eye on what you do to manage the fear of being a failure. Do you use more public or private behaviors? to handle the possibility of failing? And how do those responses work in your life? If you have any questions or comments about this episode, please feel free to email them to me. You can go to my website, www.thisisdrz.com. Again, the website is www.thisisdrz.com. Have a good week and see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, I will very much appreciate it if you will subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you're feeling extra generous, I welcome a review on Apple Podcasts. Show notes of this episode are in the website playingwithsafe.com. Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter so you can receive more tips to stop all types of unworkable playing with safe actions. See you soon!